You're listening to Podcast BXN, a video game podcast delivering player experience news. Let's go! Water levels don't suck, and welcome to Podcast PXN, episode 136. I am one of your hosts, your favorite Portland Mexican Christian Macias, and I'm joined over Discord by Kentucky's number three Spartan. I knocked you down two pegs. I don't Whoa. know why. I just decided. I'm just, I'm just rolling with it. Who's Daniel the one and two? A- <laughs> it's me and Ro. <laughs> AKA Dan is DTM. The Nintendo aficionado and Faye Valentine's boyfriend. Ro- oh, Ro- I wish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and one half of the Man and Gitch podcast, Mr. Handsome himself, Gage Dempster, AKA at Gilbo Biggins. How's everyone doing today? Good. Doing great. I'm excited to talk video games. And I'm, I'm excited about my new placement in the Spartan rankings. Didn't know that happened, but <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> so I have to, I should apologize to Dan. Sorry for, like, I just started the show. And I'm like, <laughs> it's already started. Yeah, okay. Well, you I'll should, take it back. You should never apologize to Dan. You should never apologize. It's, it's totally fine. He'll, he'll be fine. If Kira uh, I'm doing a lot chat. better after that, after that intro. That's quite, that's quite the intro I got this week. I don't know what I did to deserve that. Love you, boo. I'm gonna ride that. I'm gonna ride this high for a little while, folks. Thank you to everyone watching us live and participating in the chat. Just as a friendly reminder, we are live each and every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern on YouTube. Just search Podcast PXN. You can do the same on Twitch.tv/PodcastPXN and on Twitter as well. Of course, on our profile. The topic of the show this week is Ubisoft, future of Ubisoft. But first, the show always starts with the quick bites, so let's go ahead and jump right in with some some snacks. Um, I did something different today. Normally, in quick bites, I organize things from uh, least to most recent. This time, I actually did smaller news to bigger news. That way, like at the end, it kind of like gradually rolls us over on the topic of the show. We'll see how it goes today. Nice. So, our smaller stuff. Fortnite got some new skins coming for you. Wu Tang skins are coming to Fortnite, so let's enter the. Battle Royale. I don't know. Also, Sakura and Blanca from Street Fighter are also coming as skins, so get those while you can and use Podcast PXN creator code. That's that's a lie. We're not a. Is on that there. a? Yeah, I was like, well, cool. <laughs> Damn, oh, you would know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. No idea. Support your favorite creator uh, and get those skins if if you wish. Okay. Uh, we got a, a PlayStation tier update. For, for those that are planning on picking up the new subscription service, the rollout dates um, have seemingly been reported, that, or actually have been reported. For North America, it's June 13th. So that, that matters for us. And I'll just say the other ones just for posterity. Asian markets, you can start seeing that rollout May 23rd. Japan, June 1st. Europe, June 22nd. And again, America's June 13th. Okay. Uh, I just want to say right here, we made a mistake, Christian. Because what did well, I do? Oh, I made a mistake. I bought three years of PlayStation Now uh, to kind of loophole it or whatever. But they announced today that actually, if you have PlayStation Plus and PlayStation Now, they will take your longer of the two subscriptions and just apply that as the premium tier. So I, was, I basically just bought two extra years for no reason from PlayStation Now because I already had PS Plus until then. So. Wait, I'm sorry. Explain this one more. T- explain this like so, I'm dumb. So, for instance, like if I had P- PlayStation Plus for three years from now, yeah. uh, and I have PlayStation Now only for one year from now, 
you get the new premium tier for three years from now. So like, oh yeah, or two years from now, whatever I just said for PlayStation Plus. So it covers the longer one of mm. the two. So well, that's more so you overspend. Now. I did. Yeah, I same gauge. <laughs> yeah, I only bought the one year. I don't know what that means for me. I guess I'll find out uh, on June thirteenth. I mean, Otherwise. the joke's on both of you. It's probably not worth it at all, so. <laughs> okay. I'm going to throw... Actually, I'm going to throw in something here for a second as well. Um, We're going to okay. throw it in. Yeah, I threw, I threw it in, but first, before we get to that one, uh, some more PlayStation news. This comes from the PS blog. VRR, yes, variable refresh rate support for PS5 is rolling out this week. Some highlights on games you can use right now with VRR. Uh, Astro's Playroom. Uh, some of the Call of Duty games, like the, the more recent ones, uh, Black Ops, uh, Destiny 2, Miles Morales, Resident Evil Village, Ratchet and & Clank, and much, much more. If you want to see the full list, head on over to the PS blog to check that out. Uh, and if you try it out, let us know what you think. I don't know why I'm talking like this. VR <laughs> support. Yeah, very cool stuff. I can't wait to try it out. Yeah. Okay, here's the stuff that I added just now. I don't know. This, was, this happened last week? Um, we were talking about the Sonic Origins, right? And how confusing their chart was uh, mm. for ordering different versions, right? Yep. And, and having all these things like, wh- wh- which version gives you what games? Trek to Yomi did something very cute uh, w- that we missed last week, which is they, they put out the same chart saying, here's what you can expect for which version of the game you buy. And no matter what you buy, it gives you everything. So <laughs> the chart is just everything checked, which is That's a very, awesome. very cool marketing from Devolver. Nice. I did not see this. That's I awesome. Love, <laughs> I love cheeky stuff like that because it's 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 like a non-toxic way to poke fun. Like famously, the one I think of is the Dying Light one. Um, that was the that was the era of all the monster monsters and and Rockstar energy drinks, and they had their drink water sort of slogan or whatever, where it's like they had their promotional, where it's like every glass of water you drink, X Y Z happens, and I like stuff like that. Nice. I, I didn't. I didn't. I've never seen that one. So. It sounds funny, it's, though. It's something, it's something similar like this. It's just poking fun, right? But it was like, instead of popping a tab of Rockstar and getting a code, it was like, drink a glass of water, and in Dying Light 1, you get X, Oh, okay. I get it. That's funny. Yeah, it was That's awesome. Funny. You guys hear that? Oh. Yes, this is Miyamoto dialing in with bad news. <laughs> the Mario movie has been delayed till spring 2023 in North America. That's getting a uh, release date of April 7th, 2013. So you got to wait a bit longer to see Chris Pratt's Mario in action. Or, per, or perhaps good news. That was Chris Pratt's Mario. <laughs> oh, man. I, I love how uh, Miyamoto addressed us in that tweet, though. That what a just... tweet. <laughs> what a way to start <laughs> a tweet. Nintendo America saying, this is Miyamoto. <laughs> <laughs> just, to, just to confirm. Oh, I mean, we wouldn't have known if he didn't do that. So and That's true. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Hope we get more tweets from him in the tweets from him in the future, and he always introduces himself like that. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Moving on, this comes from Kotaku. Nintendo of America contractors feel like second class workers. I threw this into quick bite just because we kind of covered uh, some of this stuff last week, and uh, we got bigger stuff. No, I said I don't want to say bigger stuff, but we got a lot of news to cover this week that I wanted to throw in into quick bites, and I'm sure we'll we'll have stuff to say. But there's this article from Kotaku like really highlights how terrible uh, some of the Nintendo American workers have, have felt. Um, you know, this is in the Seattle area, and they're being paid uh, significantly less than their partners that are in the city proper. Um, and then 
there's an instance of a worker who was who was fired for bringing up unionization during a meeting, um, and just overall, if you want to call it like unhappiness, just not feeling like part of the team just because you know they aren't, um, because they, they feel like second class workers, right? They, you know, these contractors just don't feel like full time or you know whatever you want to call it. So sucks to see. And again, even in our favorite companies like Nintendo, the people we think of as like wholesome, this kind of stuff happens in the game industry all the time as well. So, I think that's a wider issue around the industry with contractors too. Like, there's mm. so many, you know, contractors that feel undervalued and underappreciated, and they get signed on to do like a three month thing, and then after that, they're just like, "All right, see it." Like, yeah, right. Add to like a personal anecdote. There was a tweet I saw maybe last week that said like any profession that has a blank appreciation day um, is like kind of undervalued. Like any any job that requires an appreciation day just shows that we don't respect these kinds of professions enough. Today today was uh, admin day, and I'm an admin at my job. <laughs> I got one email from someone saying they needed something done. Uh, and at the end of that message, it was like, oh, by the way, happy Admin Day. And I was like, well, it's nice. <laughs> nice. I feel so valued <laughs> here at this company. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Uh, moving on to some hopefully better news. This comes from Activision. I saw Gage tweet about this as well, so I'm sure he's got some thoughts. The Modern Warfare se- sequel that's coming out this year uh, to be the most, quote, most advanced experience in franchise history, unquote. Uh, take that subjective quote, uh, however you will. <laughs> Uh, the new free-to-play Warzone will be revealed later this year. Can't wait for that. And then the new engine, quote-unquote, is built from the ground up. I know Gage has issues with this because, you, like he explained uh, on a previous podcast, those aren't usually legit built top-to-bottom, sorry, bottom-to-top, brand new. Right. They're just reworkings of previous engines. So, like Gage predicted, or, or was saying, that this is most likely going to be a reworking from the 2019 engine. I have a good way to put it is like saying that it's like if Christian was hosting this week and he's like, all right, I've done, the, I've built the dock from the ground up. It's like, no, you, you got rid of all the lo- old stuff and you put in the new stuff, but mm. the format's the same. It was, the skeleton was there for you. And that's all it is. And it's not even like it's a huge ethical issue. It's just, it, it's one of those things like Dan and I are, are probably the most easily bothered by it of the four of us, but it's just another thing that, that uh, games journalism does is like just giving it's call of duty like why do you they just seem they give them these free brownie points where it's like i saw after this was announced i saw GameSpot, ign game inform all these people with the with the headlines brand new engine for it's like but you know it's not and if the person writing this probably knows it's not like i don't understand it's it's a small thing it just bugs the crap out of me because it's like no it's the same engine and it really bugged me with cold war because cold war obviously was pushed up a year Mm. and they were forced to use the old like engine that they had been using for like 20 years and they were like oh but it's a it's a brand new engine all right yeah it's almost it's almost misleading it's or misinformation for sure absolutely yeah it's bordering on that line right it's Mm -hmm. definitely tiptoeing that line gonna be very curious to see how warzone the new one shakes out um you know especially with all the activision takeovers and i don't know i'm like of all the battle royales i'm most curious to see how warzone evolves just because that one is like Still one of the biggest ones. I mean, Fortnite is bigger, no doubt. But, like, Warzone, I'd arguably top three Battle Royales. Sure. Oh, yeah, Mm -hmm. definitely. Well, it's also interesting, too, because it's like Fortnite has kind of positioned itself in this really good spot where it's like 
it's got this multiverse sort of multimedia thing going on for it where it's like when Fortnite says it's going to evolve and it's going to change, you can kind of really the it's an open field. They can do that. But it's like mm. when Warzone says it's going to be a whole new experience, like what does that mean? I mean, you guys, they're not going to add building to it, obviously. Right. So it's, I'm kind of curious to see what their whole new Godzilla uh, versus Kong. No. Yeah. From like two years ago, dude. <laughs> OK, sure. I guess. Yeah. I don't, no one's I don't thinking know. about Godzilla versus Kong anymore. <laughs> yeah. I know. I love how late, like the the lag on that sort of tie-in event. Um, and I, have they even announced the next one? Or they're like in the off season, right? Like they haven't even. There's not like a new Godzilla or Kong coming out within the next year, is there? That was just released like what this week, last week. What the event or the movie? Oh, I'm sorry, the movie. I don't know what's going on with the movies. I yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. I, sorry. I thought you were saying that the the tie-in was like super late to the party. That's yeah, that, that I, is what I'm, I'm saying. Yeah. Okay, yeah, and then I, but it's not even like there's a new Godzilla and Kong coming out, so it's like why it's not even like it's it, in yeah. between, right? It's just yeah. like totally yeah. out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, no, I don't know what they're gonna do with that. It's weird. But um yeah, it's just unnecessary fluff to sort of try and hype your product mm. up. Mm. And lots of people unfortunately lots of people will buy it who don't know how this stuff works. Um yeah. and I, I do love lots of games do this, but I love when the newest entry is the most advanced in the in the franchise because yeah, it'd, it'd be kind of weird if it wasn't. Hope so. It'd be yeah. kind of weird if it had less features hope. than the one before it. Oh my God. Sorry, Battlefield. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, good point. Yeah. <laughs> good point. I don't think they ever claimed that in their defense. <laughs> to be fair. Uh, I'm going to apologize again. I have more Sony news, but don't worry. In our news proper, we have some, some legit Microsoft news, okay? Okay. Sony requiring devs to offer timed game trials for PS Plus premium subscribers for games that cost more than $34. I want to iterate real quick how arbitrary of a number that is. That is so weird. Just why is that the cutoff? Anyway, according to game dev sources, some highlights. Uh, the game, sorry, the demo must be uh, two hours long. Uh, the devs have three months time to offer a timed trial. And the change is not retroactive, so it's only for, for games moving forward. Uh, and there was an update that came out today. Uh, Sony's own PS Store uh, will be in charge of creating these two-hour trials, and it's not the actual devs. So oh, maybe, okay. a good, maybe some good news, right? Like, onus isn't on, on the devs to actually like, spend development time having to worry about making a demo. So That's so, good. Sorry, yeah. I, that, when I saw this story earlier this week, I was kind of worried that, like, actual teams would have to worry about making this demo if their game just so happened to be above the $34 price point and taking that time out of actually making the game. And yeah, but I think this is a, a good thing, though. It sucks that it's tied behind the premium thing. Yes. Um, so that's a little bit of a bummer. I think demo should just be available to everybody. But the article did say that um, did, I guess that's why the PlayStation Store is going to be taking up the two-hour dev stuff because the actual playstation or the actual game that the actual game developers can make their own demo if they want to is what the playstation mm. store said mm. so if they do right. want to make a demo available and make it free for everybody they can but playstation is going to make that two-hour trial for those more expensive games i guess which i think is good but i just wish it wasn't tied behind the premium uh, right. uh slot agreed and realistically this is the only way they could do that because this seems like something really small like like uh like oh just demos but if you really uh, sit back and think of the magnitude of a shitstorm, if Sony was like, hey, you all need to make two, uh, a two-hour demo for us, um, 
and you have to take your own dead time or your de- own de- dev time out of it. That's every game on the store, <laughs> including developers that have maybe have no business relations with Sony at all. And suddenly it's like you're getting a knock from like your internet service provider saying, hey, we need you to actually rewire your house real quick if you still want service from us. It's like, <laughs> what? So, yeah, this is them, Sony doing it themselves is the only way they could ever make this mandatory. Otherwise, it would be the a cataclysmic exodus of people leaving the platform. Because that's just crazy for an outside business to come in and be like, hey, you know, you have your game on our platform. Aside from that, we don't talk to each other at all. You need to do something now for us. Um, and it's mandatory. So that would that would have been crazy. So, um, yeah, that, it's it's good that the Sony people are doing it. It's also the only way if they wanted this two hour mandatory trial, it's the only way it could have happened. Yeah, for me, for me, I don't see. <clears throat> I don't see necessarily the two-hour trial being an issue, like being offered to the premium people, because like you know EA does this with EA Access, for instance. They give ten out ten-hour mm. trials or whatever. For me, like the I feel like the biggest issue, so to speak, uh, is more so like so these two-hour trials are required by the developers, which we've learned uh, Sony's actually making, but. This is a perk for PlayStation Plus. So what are the developers getting back from this? Like, I think a lot of the discussion that I've saw seen online is like, should developers get some sort of compensation for subscriptions to PlayStation Plus? Because these two hour trials from their games are being advertised as a perk, so to speak, for PlayStation Plus, Mm. which I don't know. That's tricky. (laughs) Dan, you're a better person than I am because I was very selfish and was thinking about, yeah, this is this is great for for me personally because right. now we're getting um, demos that seem to be, I mean, hopefully some have some kind of curation because they're they're built from the, uh, like a dedicated team rather than just devs, you know, to saving time maybe would ha- resort and just like, well, here's we'll just do a two hour slice here and then we'll call it good and we'll ship it. Um, that is not something I'm thought about. Like, what is the incentive? Um, if, if it is behind this paywall, right, and it will be, um, are devs getting anything in return for these kinds of things and for these uh, extra costs? The answer is probably not, sadly. Right. But, yeah, that, that's a great question to, to posit. I like it. I got some bad news here, and I saved the, best, the, the good news for last in Quick Bites, so... Well, just just hold out, okay? One one more bad news. We're almost the there. Okay. We're almost there. Yeah. Okay. We're almost there. Get comfy. Uh, this comes from Bloomberg. Twitch is considering uh, changes to its partner program. This is not finalized. This is just what they've been uh, discussing currently. Um, they are planting planning having incentives for more ads, perceivably uh, for like big streamers like Hassan or Shroud, right? Like. The incentive when they do new contracts is to to run more ads or do more kinds of things there. Um, again, that is this kind of leads to the onus there, or not the onus. I guess the the burden is on the viewer, um, and will incentivize more subs to get you know rid of all the ads. There's uh, discussions of a new revenue split for partners. So moving from a seventy thirty split where partners you would get seventy uh, percent a cut, which would get thirty, uh, will be now fifty fifty. Of course, that's less money for partners. Uh, new tier systems. This I didn't find out any more information about. Um, I think it's for like sub-tier systems, but I'm, I'm not quite sure. Uh, and then he, so the, the only good news here, 
uh, is that there's no more exclusivity. So you don't have to only be a Twitch streamer if you are a partner, which uh, is, is really good. Uh, and then you could see these kinds of changes if they are end up going this route uh, as soon as this summer. Mm. I think this sucks. <laughs> it mostly 100%. sucks. Yeah, this is like gluttony. This is this is what like gluttonous uh, capitalism looks like, right? Because Twitch, mm. when it started out, it's like this was this was the answer to literally what they're doing now. This was a creator first platform you could come to. And I remember when they started um, doing. Uh, I'm not on Twitch much. I don't know what they're called, but um, yeah, I guess is the it the bits? subs that you pay? Like you give the give them like five dollars subs or whatever. Sub is yeah, sub is that. Okay, Where so I remember when that first or... came out, and it was kind of like, oh, cool, look at that. This is a direct form of payment that you know you can give to. Twitch has always been super pro creator and, until it gets big, and and this happens again and again with these companies until they get really big and they get advertising deals and so on and so forth. And it's crazy to think about. Um, like if you think about YouTube, I mean, we're all in the same age group where it's like YouTube 2006 to YouTube 2020 is completely different platform, mm. right? And not always for the worse, sometimes for the better, right? Like, you know, obviously some moderation is nice, but like just, just absolutely raking you over the coals and it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. unfortunately the only way this will change is that like, and the cycle repeats itself, another alternative comes up. Mm-hmm. And gains and it'll gain traction because it'll be a creator first. Don't worry, we're not like them until it gets super popular, and then we'll just keep going down this fucking rabbit hole. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Like, obviously, I don't like this this news either. This it's more ads for viewers, less money for streamers, and just like a bunch of bad news. I like that there's not non exclusivity, like you said. And kind of piggybacking off of what Gage said, do you think uh, another streamer streaming platform could be successful? Like, I, I don't know if anybody can compete with Twitch, even though with, even with these bad, this bad look, I don't know if enough people will be able to or will be willing to jump ship onto a newer platform. Like, I know people make the switch from YouTube to Twitch or vice versa. I think about Mixer, how that one was around mm-hmm. for a pretty good time, and I think they were pretty creator creator uh focus for a while too and then they just had to bite the bullet and cave into twitch but i mean someone else could definitely do that formula better but it's just hard for me to imagine that well right now and you're totally right Ro. like that company was originally called beam and it was a creator first platform and microsoft purchased them and they were kind of continuing that you know lineage but they never really you know took off at all and that was with microsoft's millions of dollars they were putting into it like getting ninja as exclusive and shroud and all these people like i i don't know the only one that i could see maybe uh stealing people away is youtube like you're referencing um because that won't happen established sadly yeah they have some great features, but like other than that, like they just don't care enough about streaming. Yeah, yeah. Right. The answer, I, I wrote... Think it... Oh, Gage, please. Go ahead. No, go ahead, Christian. Go ahead. Mine is quick. The, I mean, the answer is yes. Like, there something will replace Twitch. It's just the, a matter of time. Like things always get replaced. It's just we just don't know when. And and more to your point, which is is what I think you're getting at, is like it's not happening anytime soon. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I was. I was exactly what I was about to say. Um. But also, I'd like to. I'd like to add. More importantly, absolutely, I do think it's possible. I mean, if you look at things like TikTok, which is an absolute phenomenon. Um, first of all, it was musically first, and then it yeah. died. 
It Damn. literally died, came back, had its resurgence, came back to life. But TikTok slash musically wasn't a, did not exist seven years ago, and now it's fucking everywhere. So absolutely, these things can crop up out of nowhere. But even if they couldn't, <laughs> this is almost like a war propaganda. We can't let Twitch know that. You know what I mean? Like it does nobody <laughs> any good for all of us to say like, oh, there's no alternative. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, can anyone really crop yeah. up? It's like whether or not that's true. It's it's kind of like the Ukraine situation where it's like people were were spreading these really cool like stories about you know this grandiose uh, performance from certain Ukraine fighters or like the ghost of Kiev and all that stuff and people were like it's unconfirmed it's not true it's like doesn't matter just just <laughs> no, let's just let's just say it is you know yeah. Yeah, exactly yeah. so yeah it's it's yeah let's um let's hope and pray that something does sort of come in and at least nudge them to sort of you know light a fire under their ass to maybe change some things that's the thing it's like yeah. i'm not necessarily wishing for twitch to die i want twitch to just be fair to its creators so even if that means something else comes along starts gaining momentum and then twitch is, oh okay well actually you know what never mind um uh it's fine then it's like okay cool then it served its purpose the, the free market has served its purpose for what it's supposed to do like yeah so hopefully that does happen and i think it is totally possible i agree with you christian Great, great response. Before we move on, I just want to say, because, you, you know, speaking of TikTok, if you're listening to the show and you have a TikTok account, please, please, please screen record you opening up the app completely fresh <laughs> and spending five <laughs> seconds going through the first 10 videos on your For You page and send that over to Podcast Peaks. And I'm very curious. Okay. <laughs> we want to know what your For You page looks like. Yes. Yeah. Because we did, we did this for in, you, Glenn. internally. Don't send that, Glenn. And Christian Glenn. asked... <laughs> Christian asked us all to do that, and I said, being the old man I was, I was like, "What? What do you mean what by FYP? I don't know what that is." <laughs> oh, I'd love to see it. Yeah, uh, we we have fun here at PXN. And speaking of fun, Disney fans can have some fun with Disney Dreamlight Valley, a new game announced. Uh, this is a life sim game with a Disney Pixar IP. Uh, this is coming to consoles and PC. Early access is indeed coming later this year. Uh, and a free-to-play uh, launch is expected sometime in 2023. There's a trailer. I didn't. I forgot to link the trailer here in the doc, so I'm sorry. But um, look up Disney Dreamlight Valley, and you'll see a tra the trailer, which looks like just a very cute, uh, described as like a Stardew Valley-esque, uh, but with uh, Disney properties. So that sounds like your kind of game. Go for it. The thing that I thought was interesting is it's being made by Gameloft, which they were they used to be a huge like mobile um, game developer. Like they right. made all kinds of uh, like car racing games, shooters, all kinds of stuff. So that's the Asphalt kinda... series, I believe. Yeah, yeah which is the, the biggest. Speaking of Asphalt, and this has nothing to do with Asphalt. <laughs> I, because I did buy PS Now and I was going through the list of games and I was in the ra like the racing section for a minute. You guys remember Split Second? Yes. Disney. What a game. Yeah. Yeah, that was cool. Or wait, was that the I, Disney one? I always I get that confused. Think was blur. Disney Blur? Yeah, there's Blur and Split Second. I think Split blur Second was the, was the arcade Disney one. one. Yeah. So Blur has a special is also another sleeper gem. That's the one where everything See, looked realistic, yeah. like Need for Speed, but it played mm -hmm. like Mario Kart, where you'd pick up like power ups and boosts. Yes. Blur was awesome. Cool games games are cool anyway uh we have we have one quick section here before we move into uh news of the week and that is our street meet we're down the down the street here in the alley uh we got we got some details from bethesda games possible details i should say because these are not confirmed but 
some kind of scuttlebutt has been going on from some res respected kind of members online. The Elder this is some stuff on Elder Scrolls Six. No dragons. However, the Elder Scrolls Six is in full development, but it is still in its early stages, uh, with a target release of sometime in 2025 to 2026. Wow, those are years. Those are years. Yeah, we'll see. Wow. We'll see if they, they hit. We'll see if they hit. Uh, Bethesda Austin and Bethesda Montreal are working on Spy Team, a Mando MMO uh, is uh, in the works at Zenimax Online. A Quake reboot is in talks. So shout out to you, thirty year olds, Dan. <laughs> I'm, I'm literally thirty, <laughs> Christian. I'm not in his thirties. And then uh, the Elder Scrolls and Fallout remasters um, are in discussions as well uh, via uh, In Exile. So I, I, Glenn, I almost said Glenn Gage. First of all, sorry, I almost called you Glenn. Second, uh, I did you see any kind of like more news on this? Because I know you were you were talking about this, but I couldn't find anything. A lot to go on. It was just kind of like this this account that I'm not familiar with had posted a cup a thread. Like I think it was only three tweets and the information you have here and a little bit more, but you got the big one, the big points. He just sort of tweeted this list. He's like, Hey, this is what I've heard. I'm not confirming this. I just heard this. And normally that would be dismissed, but I, I'm very much, I like to stay on the insider sort of in that area. Like I, I'm in the Reddit of the gaming leaks and all that stuff. And mm -hmm. I, I just, I, it's interesting to me. I really like that stuff. So this tweet on its own is, is not worth talking about at all, but it was the fact that this guy tweeted it. And the peop some of the insiders that I followed, people that have really good track records, like uh, Special Nick and uh, Okami, Okami and uh, Tom Henderson, a lot of these people just started quoting this guy, and they're like, uh, we weren't going to say anything, but we've actually heard the same thing, like the exact mm -hmm. same thing from our sources. So while it's not anywhere near confirmed, and especially a lot of this stuff can change, like a bunch of people who don't talk to each other and don't follow or don't follow each other that have been credible in the past were like, oh, we've all like, heard this exact same thing. So it's very clearly true to, at least as of right now, this is these are the plans in place. So I thought it was interesting. Uh, the biggest thing for me is that The Elder Scrolls Six is in full development. It is not in pre-production. It's not, they're not writing it. You know, they're not planning it. It's in full development. That is exciting because, I mean, it's... Would, the train, I would hope, right? Train, it's been a little while since the announcement. Oh, for sure. I you, I, you just. I mean, we I, we didn't know what the scale of of Starfield is. Obviously, true, it's their true. next big AAA game. But it's like, was it, would this be the first game where they would do live service content or like add things to it? But it's nice to know that they are sticking to their sort of almost like a Naughty Dog style formula, where it's like, no, we go in, we make a full game, we leave a small team on afterwards to add some stuff, and then we just go right to the next thing. So this is just confirmation of that. It's exciting. Um, yeah, and um, this is Spy Team. Is this a legacy franchise? Because I'm seeing a lot of people hyping that up, but it's like, I don't see anything online. Is this like an old game that they're redoing or remaking? Do you guys know anything about this? I don't I know. have no clue. I have no never clue. heard of Spy Team yet. No. <laughs> okay, so I'm guessing. What am I thinking of this Spy old, Hunter. like, early, the early oh. 2000s? Yeah. Is it like a GameCube, GameCube era yep. game? Okay, Spy yeah. Hunter, yeah. That's what I'm thinking of. Okay, right. I'm I was like, only going to call is? it the GameCube from now on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um yeah no it's Spy i mean it's just Hunter. exciting wow i think my most fascinating piece of this was the elder scrolls and fallout remasters coming from in exile because uh um of course in exile's head brian fargo was 
the head of Interplay back in the day who made the Fallout games back in the day, like the tactics-based cool. ones. So it's pretty cool that it kind of would come full circle at that point. Right. Cool. I would. I would just like to. I would. I want to say something. I want. I want to humble myself in the podcast. Okay. Even though I think I. Even though I think I do a good job of telling people not to. Not to do certain. Like you know, live your own life, do what you want. X Y Z. I just want to point out. I give Nintendo fans a lot of shit. Again, I don't give you guys directly shit. I just shit on Nintendo. Make your own choice. That doesn't bother <laughs> me. But I would like to point out that I have that exact same Stockholm syndrome with Bethesda. I am the same. As all you Nintendo guys, but for Bethesda. Every time we're like a year out from a new Bethesda game, suddenly it's I just it's a feeling in my bones. It's like my arm starts to itch and I got <laughs> these track marks just start popping up and it's like I'm ready for the next and then the game comes out and I'm like, this is good. But it's like it's it's good. That's it. But then and then over time the, the hype fades and then for sudden next time the Bethesda next Bethesda game is announced. <laughs> like I'm already excited for the Elder Scrolls six. The only Elder Scrolls game I've played is Skyrim. Why am I excited? I don't know. And but. speaking of the next Bethesda game, Gage, I have one quick thing in quick in yeah, quick yeah. bites that I almost forgot about. Starfield, the latest into the Starfield episode, episode three, the sound out of adventure uh, posted yesterday, and it's all about the, the music and sounds of Starfield. There's also some concept art. Uh it's it's looking good, man. I don't want to be a believer. Real fucking good. I don't want to be a believer in this. I, I want to like just set very low expectations. That here I am being like, ah, nah, this sci-fi content from Bethesda, kind of hitting a little bit. Kind of hitting. I agree. Game of the year, ten out of ten. Uh, I wonder why. You... <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're, gonna, we're gonna we're gonna get there. Actually, let's get there now. I'm putting this in now. We're we're gonna shift uh, before we get into news of the week. We're gonna throw in our quick fantasy cr- uh, critic draft check in. Uh, sadly, sadly, everyone, Switch Sports reviews have gone uh, out today, and it's looking like it's you know just it's fine. It's good. I've also learned, however, that uh, Wii Sports also released to very similar. Um, reception, which is around the 70s. And that is one of the best games of all time. And now, hold on. Right. Am I expecting the wow. Switch Sports to be one of the best games of all time? Absolutely not. However, am I for sure it's going to be like a great party game when people come over to my place and we're sipping on some beer and having some like delivery food, right? Or when I'm hanging out with my friends online and I'm like, dude, let's play a few rounds of Switch Sports. I still play Mario Golf, everyone. And Mario <laughs> Golf, like, people hated that game. It's one of, the, one of the most fun Mario Online games I've ever played freaking played so am i looking forward to switch sports yes sadly my critic league isn't doing so well <laughs> dan congratulations on winning this well this year. well that's not congrats <laughs> hey god of war still is probably gonna get delayed you know there's a lot of stuff still to happen christian i and speaking of street mean as well i saw a tweet someone saying that uh, there's a leak that uh, god of war is coming in september yeah oh. freaking right buddy yeah freaking right <laughs> that'd be sick yeah. Wasn't there a guy who actually works at Santa Monica who's who was like an animator? I think it was, or I don't remember who He's it was. He's lead but... animator. I believe him. And he yeah. was like, "It's coming this year," and it was like, "Oh, really?" But should he be saying that? <laughs> but uh, yeah, maybe maybe it's coming. I believe I believe it's coming this year. September is, I don't know. For some reason, September is like the September and January are the months where it's like no triple a game, first party triple a game will ever launch in those months. So Resident immediately Evil. when somebody says that, I'm like, no. Uh, they're are they i mean yes they are technically triple a i i feel like they flirt with that line between double a and triple a but i yeah halo's never launching in january the last of us part three is never coming out in september i don't think oh. so i think those two months 
I think I think those two months is not a thing. Resident Evil Village Gage, that was a freaking amazing it's game. It's a fantastic game. I don't know. I think if we were to analyze it on a technical level, I don't know if it quite I don't know. That's for another episode. It's it's tough. They flirt with it. Yes. They, uh, yeah, that's fair. Only three points for me so far for Switch Sports. Let's hope it doesn't go down any further. You know? My fingers you lost three points or you lost three points? I'm getting three think? points. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, some recent, or sorry, some future release dates for games to look forward to for Fantasy Critic. Fantasy Critic uh, check-in. Quick to Yomi for me. That comes out May 5th. Mario Strikers Battle League on June 10th for Ro. Uh, and then Cuphead Delicious Last Course DLC June 30th. That's that's for me. So stay Fine, tuned, everyone. I would like to remind the audience that my first game <laughs> is just what 2022. Is it's saying that it's stray early 2022, but we're almost halfway through 2022. So that's clearly not that's clearly not true. Oh, no. Ooh, ooh, is stray going to come out? We're running into year? trouble, boys. <laughs> we're sweating over here a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting a little, uh, it's getting a little tense over here. I might not have any games that come out this year. I'm gonna wager it does. I, I don't see why it wouldn't. I think I think, I, I think so. Yeah. The only one I'm concerned about really is um, is uh, Redfall, but I still think if it gets pushed back from summer, it's probably October. There's just a branding vampire game coming out near Halloween is just kind of like a given. But mm. We'll see. I might end this season with seven points which is the seven i have currently gage i just want to point out that you have two games tied with row for most counter picks in our league here after i counterpicked your uh <laughs> sons of the forest repeat that again sorry what do i have you and row you both have two counter picks yep. against you so sons of the forest and hogwarts legacy and row has Sonic Frontiers oh, and TMNT. Is so I can tell you right now, Dan, that Sons of the Forest was a bad pick, my guy. What, what if it doesn't come out this year? I, I also can't. Okay, so in that point, yes. That point, that point's good. If it, if it doesn't come out this year, which is more than possible because End Night is like the least transparent company in the world. Um, you only hear from them if the game's coming out or if it's delayed. So that is the only <laughs> time you hear from them. So, but if the game does come out this year, you're fucked because that game is a huge cult classic. And I think it's got like, I think I checked it because I was curious if it even was on Open Critic. The first one has an 88, I think. So, it's, uh, I was the banking, precedence there, Dan. I was banking on it being delayed. My, my two counterpicks are gauges as well. Just want to throw that out there. Yours as well? Yeah, I know. He's got my, the, he's got the Hogwarts Legacy counterpick. Yeah. And Redfall. Would you... Which means you've and Redfall. Yeah, more like Midfall. Ooh, hopefully. Oh, that oh. hurt me more than it should. <laughs> Wait. Oh, never mind. Gage has three. Then I didn't. Re I missed Redfall. Yeah. So Gage. Oh no. Oh, so no. Like this counterpick because Redfall, Hogwarts Legacy, Sons of the mm -hmm. Forest, three total. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yes. I, see. I missed I see, Redfall. I Thank you, Christian. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> okay, let's move on over to our meat and potatoes, not street meat. Our PXN news of the week. We've got uh, three items here. Okay, let's start with the first. This comes from Kotaku. 
Oh, I'm sorry. I meant to to yeah. This is pasted. I just forgot to delete it. We have two items. I'm sorry. Two items in news before we get actually get into tots. Forgive me. This is Miyamoto. Forgive me. <laughs> Our first is is a very very positive uh, Xbox story. Xbox is selling big time. March 2022 set an all time record as the biggest March ever for Xbox sales in the U.S up 48.1% year over year. Uh, some, some more details here. It is the highest March result ever for Xbox in both units and in dollars. Uh, highest hardware revenue for any console in 2022. Yes, outselling PS5, outselling Switch. Uh, for comparison, the Switch is down 25% year over year, while PS, uh, while PlayStation, I'm sorry, is down 35%. So, so, that is insane for those two to be down while Xbox is positive. Very uh, big congrats to Microsoft. Uh, another comparison here, PS5 shortages in 2022 are, are even worse than they were last Jeez. year. So here we are uh, on Xbox oh. side selling these consoles, having no problem getting these in stores. I mean, some problems, but like it's relatively more easy to find an Xbox Series X. Way easier, in fact, than it is to find a PS5 out anywhere in the wild. So... Congrats. Insane. Yeah, I think that's I think where... That... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go for it, Kish. Okay, sorry. Um, yeah. I think that's where the Xbox really benefits from having Microsoft as the parent company because not only do they have the money to sort of like when there is a chip shortage and these, and these factories that produce these semiconductors and all that stuff start sort of deciding who gets what. Obviously, you have Microsoft who's... A mm -hmm. huge giant corporation that can, you know, throw a lot more money at Sony, but the precedent's there, right? I mean, Microsoft is a company that makes computers and builds a lot of, is in servers and all this stuff, and it has this uh, sort of familiarity with that side of things, where it's like Sony is much more known for film and and TVs and stereo equipment and audio and and it's just. Yeah, I could see how Xbox would have the natural advantage in this field where it's like, oh, there's a constraint on, you know, a precious resource you need to make consoles. Obviously, Microsoft is going to, you know, have an easier time getting that stuff. So um, while I do celebrate uh, Xbox getting some big sales, it, it does suck that every time place, uh, Xbox get these milestone uh, sales, there's always a caveat of, well, actually, PlayStation was suffering really bad and there's not a lot of PlayStations. But... Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's good news. It's good news. Xbox is very pro-consumer nowadays, and uh, love to see that. My asterisk to this is actually a question. Um, maybe if anyone, if anyone has any insight. Supposedly, from what I've read, and th this is, isn't substantiated, I think it's more speculation more than anything, is that because right. Microsoft is such a, like, a, a tech giant, uh, they're able to get like um, priority with chip factories so that they get, are able to produce more, just because they're producing way more stuff. And so now, because they're also producing Xboxes, they're able to get their hands on these chips uh, ahead of, of, of other people. Again, this is just speculation. I'm not sure. So if, if, if I were to throw any kind of asterisk there to, to this, it, it would be that. But yes, not that's the all intelligent the same. version of what I tried to say. That is that is exactly <laughs> that's a much better way of putting it. Absolutely. That is true. Okay. That's yeah, very that is absolutely true. It's very plausible to me that that would make sense. Uh, and there were rumblings about AMD um, working closely with Microsoft in terms of their uh, their parts of the input. You know, obviously they have the graphics card on the on both next gen consoles. So 
uh, it would not surprise me that, uh, yeah, they get priority because mm-hmm. of all their other business. Yeah. If it works, I yeah. guess. If it's working. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm really hoping that soon we can uh, get a uh, better stock of all these systems. Like, as we're saying, as you were all saying, that uh, Xbox is doing some great things in the industry with their consumer-friendly moves and Game Pass and all that stuff. So it's great to see them uh, succeeding on the hardware front, too, and just getting that those ideas into more people's hands. But it'll be great to get that PS5 <laughs> in more people's hands, too. Um, I'm, I'm sure Switch is... I'm not sure why Switch is down. That's weird. Unless uh, they're having a similar issue. It's Yeah. Chip yeah. Chips are Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I just can't wait until these these systems are easy to, to purchase mm-hmm. uh, from, from all fronts. But, yeah, it is good to see Xbox taking a, taking a W for sure. On a personal note, um, I've been looking into getting a 4K player because the PS5 that I bought is the digital version, which may be an L on, on my behalf because I, I, I was able... I, I was in the PS store, right, when these things were... Have, I got the invite, right, pre-launch. So I could have bought... The disc version at the time i didn't I kind of rewrote that so now what i'm looking at is either buying a 4k player or from what i've heard from from friends it's like just buy an xbox mm. you'll you know you'll spend a bit bit more but you'll be able to play 4k movies and you'll be able to use that for game pass and that can be my pc for for you know pc specific games and not just right. you know xbox pc games so i'm thinking about it i'm thinking about it yeah series s great great little form factor too if i'm gonna do it I might as well go big, Dan. I okay. might as well get the, the Series X. Well, also, but... if you're doing it for the Blu-ray player, the Series S does not have one, I don't think. Yes, it does. It does. It, yeah, it should. Yeah. It, it actually has, I think it has the exact same one that the uh, Series X does. Because actually... Really? The, the Xbox, yeah, because the Xbox One S even had it, the, revi- the revised one. I could have sworn that was the whole catch, is that the Series S is the smaller, like, same with the PS5, it's the discless version. Yeah. Oh, wait. I was totally operating wait. Yeah, it doesn't have a no. Sorry. In it at all. <laughs> Forget everything I just said. Xbox One S. I'm confusing. Not the Series S. Yeah. The I, one told S. Sean yeah, one, I told Sean this wouldn't happen, that I wouldn't be confused by the fucking <laughs> names, and I'm confused. Yes, you're right. Sorry. Grandpa Dan's getting all the consoles mixed up. You're, you're, I, you're right. Then I got I, confused as well. My friends were telling me to get the One S, not the Series the S. The One S is a 4K Blu ray player. Yes. So, yeah. But um, not 4K. Yes. Wait. Yeah, it is. How does that make sense? That doesn't make any sense. <sighs> is it 4K? I don't remember. First of now. all, Phil, Phil, I'm gonna look at I'm <laughs> gonna look at you directly in the camera, Phil. This is exactly what we're fucking talking about. Just stick to the code names next time. All right. <laughs> call them Anaconda. Call them Purple Scorpio. Kush 47. Whatever. Stop yeah. with the series. Stop, <laughs> Phil. Stop. Yes, it is a 4K Blu-ray player. I was correct. Interesting. Okay. Wow. Yes. Yes. The Xbox well, One S, One X, and Series X. <laughs> Sorry. Does anyone know what the newest iPhone is? Just off the, the top. 13, 13 Pro Max. That's yeah, what I got. Of course, it's got Of course, it's got no. <laughs> what I've got. We get oh, new ones. Okay. We get yeah, new ones every year. So. That's pretty nice. My my work pays for them, so must be I, nice to be rich, right, no, Ro? My work right. pays for them. I could not <laughs> afford them to do that every year. Yeah, okay. Must be nice. Yeah, when we finally eat the rich, we're coming straight to your house first. <laughs> yeah. Straight to Dan. Um. Oh, I'm gonna throw this in anyway. On, a, on another personal note, there's listen. There's rumors. There's reports of Joe Biden 
probably canceling student, student debt. debt. If that yeah. happens, what am I going to do? Of course, I'm going to be a, a good consumer, like the you know good capitalist I am, <laughs> and spend money in celebration. What am I going to get? I'm thinking about getting this like rifle stock for my Oculus Touch controller, so I can play Pavlov VR. Spoilers for I guess what you got. Oh, is that the me. one with like? The magnets where you can sort of yeah, clip it, yeah, and it comes yeah, on and off, and yeah. you need to reload. Oh. Yeah, that thing looks fucking cool. That looks so, so unnecessary, but so yeah. cool. I do. Anyway. I hope that happens for you, Christian. But we have heard that so many times. I was going to say that headline has been on the news <laughs> yes. like for the past two years. Hey, midterms like. around the corner. What better time than now? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and speaking of now, now is the time to move to our second story of PXN News of the Week. Uh, this is our games preservation corner. Uh, or GPC, as the gang like to call it. Uh, we got some good news and bad news here in the Great Preservation Corner. This first is from Sega. Sega is delisting Sonic the Hedgehog 1, 2, 3, and CD on May 20th. So if you want those and you don't want to buy Sonic Origins, do so now before May 20th. Uh, some exceptions, however, Sonic 1 and 2 will remain available in Sega Ages on Switch if you want to go that route. Uh, also, Sonic 2 will be playable via Genesis on Nintendo Switch Online Plus. So if you have that subscription, you can do so there. Also still available, uh, these games will be available on iOS and Android. So it, it's not a total delisting. They're still available in other formats, but uh, if you want to get them just on their own, um, those will be gone uh, in just under a month. So this, this sucks to see. I, I hate when old stuff gets removed by the new stuff. Granted, there's there's a lot more nuance there with licenses. Uh, there's you know, um, the like on these versions, right? You know, the Sega Origins, the new one, might have um, the original soundtrack, and I'm not sure if the, the the ones in Sega Ages did. Like, there's maybe some discrepancy there. I was tried searching it up, but I, I just got more confused the more I went down the rabbit hole because not everyone is is sure. Because specifically on Sega 3, because Michael Jackson worked on the music in that, it's just not very clear. And I tried. I'm sorry, but otherwise. <laughs> And it's, it just kind of sucks when stuff gets delisted. Yeah, I, they, didn't they do something similar for the Grand Theft Auto trilogy? Yes, uh, recently. Yes. Did they put it back up afterwards, yes. or did they? They did put yeah. it back after right? it turned into a train wreck. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think Sega's going to do that. <laughs> but um, yeah, it, it does suck that they that this keeps this game seems to be a trend when they when people release a a bundle of some sorts or a remaster, they get rid of the other accessibility or other ways to access the same game so people purchase the new one so i get the business side of it but it does it does suck and like i don't know when we're we're thinking of game preservations because like even phil spencer was talking about like how important it is right like would not the more obvious route be like when you someone searches sonic have something in place where like the new one populates at the very top like you're always going to get like the 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 newest version of that and then if you want the other ones you have to scroll down a little bit Mm get rid of the problem altogether you can still have the old ones there i mean i guess you know if they are cheaper people won't be buying the new product which yeah. i get but i mean it still it still sucks is this now this hypothetical where you're talking about searching for sonic and having to scroll down are you talking about like on the like an, on say like an xbox platform or on a place sure like yeah on a console storefront yes. i don't know why neither of them have done this but why don't when you search sonic why doesn't it bring you to a sonic page these are the sonic games it's like a collection, right? You see Netflix starting to experiment with this, where it's like if you click on, um, especially if it's a Netflix uh, franchise, if you click on something that has like, like say The Witcher, you click on The Witcher and it's got the main show, it's got the animated show, it'll say like The Witcher collection. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and, and it'll show you that. It'll sh- 
and in that collection, you can immediately go to any of the other content. You can click on the main Witcher, the animated show. They have a behind the scenes series, and then you know what I mean. So it's like if you search Sonic, and if you just search just Sonic on PlayStation, it should bring you to like the first result should be like a Sonic collection, and it shows you all the Sonic titles available. Now organize those from you know most recent to the least sure, but I feel like that's an easy way to stop the whole like ah. Oh, but what about consumers scrolling through stuff? It's like well, just put everything in a group right that's why we should, that's why we have all these fancy new uis right is to make things mm. easier and faster so but no one wants to yeah, spend I, resources i'm surprised on that neither of them have done that <laughs> there's some good news though this comes from playstation uh more specifically f- uh from gamesindustry.biz uh, an article about playstation playstation is setting up a new game preservation team hiring a new senior build engineer to um take charge Former EA and Kabam, Kabam engineer Garrett Fredley is among the first hires for the department. Um, and I have a question here. When will we get classic game downloads with PS Plus, PS Plus subscriptions? Hopefully that takes precedent. If not, the very idea of a games preservation team uh, elates me because that is just something very cool. And I like to see um, big companies like PlayStation taking initiative on, on doing stuff like this. Hopefully others follow suit. We're going to use Sega. <laughs> Yeah, this is this is really cool for a big company like PlayStation to actually be taking games preservation seriously or, and setting up a team is uh, is pretty good news. So hopefully, like you said, that uh, starts a trend of of good changes to come, like the downloads, and hopefully, they are not all the changes are going to be behind the PlayStation Premium stuff. Maybe there'll be some mm-hmm. some uh, games preservation uh, thing some good games preservation outcomes that are available to all customers and not just PlayStation Plus owners and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, that's definitely something that's uh, exciting for sure that they're taking that seriously. Yeah, like that that's a really <laughs> great, that's a really great point, Ro, because like, you know, people who bought digital content on PlayStation 3 for instance, there's literally no way to play that on your PS5. Like, <laughs> yes, I know. It's like so <laughs> that's that, that that is a great point bro like I, and christian you said as well like i want to see like this preservation team you know build these emulators that actually natively play these games on the local consoles so like people in the same situation as xbox where people who are in xbox 360 content can download the content and just play it on their xbox uh i would love to see that for ps3 digital content as well bro first of all i would agree with you that this needs to be like more accessible to people be like not just behind the paywall but i guarantee you if you did put this behind the paywall like i mean of course like it, it is right ps now behind paywall mm-hmm. ps plus extra premium whatever like those are paying behind paywalls but if they prioritize game preservation and let people play not just a collection of all the games right but then hopefully you know eventually we're able to download them that would totally drive people towards that subscription sure. service because people do do want to play old games even if they yeah. are old just the fact that they're there and available because you've had them or never played them and want to have them um huge driving force definitely yeah it's it's something that i i don't want to happen but i totally it's a good it's a good incentive to get somebody to to give that a shot for sure just like the just like the um, the demos earlier like i don't want it behind that paywall but it sure does make me want to get playstation premium even though i i wish it wasn't tied behind that so yeah either way i'm i'm excited for what this new team has to offer. 
before we get into Pop the Show, before we get into what you got for me, we have an announcement here at PXN. We're introducing a brand new monthly segment. Yes, you heard that correctly. A brand new monthly segment. The best blanks of all time. The best games, the best things, the best characters, etc., etc. Whatever we want that theme to be, it will be. Starting with next month, in May, we are going to be deciding the best open world game of all time. Uh, this may get a bit confusing, so stick with me on the calendars here for, for us, uh, for posterity. I wrote down uh, our important dates to remember today. This is the announcement. We're going to explain the rules for the best open world game of all time on PXN. On May 18th, what is that, two weeks from now? Three weeks from now. Three um, weeks from now. Yeah. Yeah. The PXN crew, that is us, we will announce our individual picks. We will each bring four possible picks for the best open world game of all time. Then, on the following days, that Friday through Monday, we will be putting individual polls on the PXN Twitter. So, one day will be my poll. These are the four games that I chose. Which one do you think is the best open world game of all time? I have a cramp in the bottom of my foot. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't drinking enough water today. You need to, uh, followed by what's up you need to hire a massage therapist during the show <laughs> come through uh and then you know dan dan's poll gets posted and engages in rows not not in that order but you know each day everyone gets their own specific poll this all culminates on tuesday the day before uh show day tuesday may 24th we will have the finals poll the winner from each individual poll will then go head to head against each other this poll should theoretically end during PXN recording. That way we can all live react to see which, which game is winning or will win that day. Yes. So on Wednesday, May 25th, we'll have a live discussion of what game won and what game we thought should have won if it didn't uh, and discuss the overall results. A lot of dates to remember, but just overall in May and the final weeks of May, we'll be deciding the best open world game together. It'll be Homefront the Revolution, probably. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Fallout 76? I mean, Why would you pull that game? Why would you pull Homefront the Revolution? What a game to pull. You know what? That's what I'm saying. That was as good as my Aloha reference. Like, that was the yeah. fucking... Arguably that was great. Good. Yeah, that, yeah. Uh, that was wow. great. Before our poll starts... I would say that... I would say that I would say Homefront the Revolution is the Aloha of video games. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> sure. Before our poll um, starts, Sonic Frontiers is going to release, and then it's going to be the greatest open world game of all time, right? If well, so, well, here's, here's, a, here's a question. I mean, there's no there's no point like having an official. We don't have a fucking website. There's no there's no point of having an official rules section. But I mean, to argue that something is the greatest game of all time, should we have like a um, a sort of dead zone where it's like to avoid the phantom menace syndrome of a game just coming out like should a game that releases so soon should sonic frontiers be allowed because we're all susceptible to that mm. as human beings to go see something for the first nice? time or to play a game for the first time be like oh it's fucking amazing you play it the second or third time you're like oh well actually it's question i don't know i'm with you i'm with you in 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 theory however <laughs> i want to to throw an elven ring into the discussion because i do think it is that good um, well, that's the thing. Well, I mean, uh, uh, what is it? February hmm. to May? March, April, May. So we're all three months. I mean, that's. I was I was thinking to say, like, within two months, you can't. That's that's where I went. It's just a two month dead one, which would mean that 
Elden Ring is eligible. Yeah, I, I'd say you have you've had enough times to see the cracks if there are any, or like, and there sure. are. Yeah, yeah. So I think you're good for at least for Elden Ring. But yeah, I, I see what Gage right. is saying for sure. I would say it's kind of a personal discretion type of thing too. Like, would you, mm. you know, there's certain games that you play and you're like, man, this game is just unbelievable. And like Red Dead Redemption, for instance. I was like, a, I was bringing the same thing. Yeah, yeah. like there's I, obviously, yeah. I think everyone's gonna, you know, have a different take on it necessarily but i don't know for sure keep the energy though because i i do want like if if i do bring a a game that like maybe shouldn't be on there like i would hope you guys would be like should that be on there though you know like keep me in check keep us in check yeah there you have it uh this is a message to us on the discord may 18th have your games ready bring a few extras in case there's duplicates i guess you know say i'm really happy with how this with how this turned out i really like because we were we were all discussing you know off air last week um for <laughs> workshopping this idea <laughs> uh, well let me say that three of us were were uh <laughs> three of us were discussing yeah. it one of us was orbiting the moon um but <laughs> no it was i'm glad this is i'm really happy with how this turned out this is gonna be fun uh, i'm excited about this this is a good, uh, I like the final rules. I like how this is all going to work. This is good. I really like the idea of we all find out together at the same time. Yeah. And the idea of this, if I'm not mistaken from last we spoke, is that this is podcast PXN's best Correct. open world game of all time. That is the point of whittling down all of our things, right? So that we can say, we can slap the podcast PXN sort of official stamp on it. Like, this is what we've all mm-hmm, decided. Mm-hmm. So. It's, yeah. it's fun. It's going to be exciting. And it's also a way for people watching to contribute and sort of have a little bit of input. In. Yeah, I mean, like for, for a channel like us that has such a small audience, it is, you're going to have more input than you think, right? So it's exciting. It's very fun. One vote could change everything. <laughs> One vote could change everything. One vote could be the only vote. And like we, ta- <laughs> like we talked about last week also, like that, I think this is fascinating. Like the game that gets picked from your list may not even be the game that you would pick yourself, but then mm-hmm. like you're going right. to bat for it. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll work out the kinks as we, as we test it out. So yeah. stick with for it. Sure. Stick with it. Okay, let's, let's go into what you got for me. Dan? Hello. Uh, I've continued my uh, addiction, I guess you can call it, to uh, my old park sim uh, fascination as a child. Jurassic World Evolution. I've continued to play that, and uh, I actually finished the campaign. I finally unlocked the final island, which the final island, it's crazy, is uh, Isla Nublar, which if anyone likes Jurassic Park, is one of the you know most iconic islands in Jurassic Park. But uh, once you unlock that island, they're just like, all right, here's all the money. Literally, you get an unlimited budget. You can spend whatever you want to build just the park of your dreams. And I was just like, I was in heaven building. I'm just like, yes, this is it. Uh, is it like therapeutic for you to play this? It is. Relaxing? It really yeah. is. Like, it's it's a game I can just shut my brain off and just enjoy it. Like, mm. I, I love it. And uh, so then I finished the campaign on there, and so I was like, all right, I don't really need to play the other modes because the second one's out, and I had bought it already. So I was like, right, I'm going to start the second one. I started the second one and played the first, like, tutorial mission, and it is very, very different than the first game. I'm I'm like, holy, like, I'm still confused as to what's going on. So we'll see uh, how long I uh, last with the second one, but... Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm diving into it. It's a lot more complex. They have a lot more things going on in the sequel, so we'll see. Mm. Cool. 
I'm still confused as to whether or not the Series S has a disk drive or not. Did we come to a conclusion <laughs> on that? No, it doesn't. I think it's only. Yeah. Okay. I'm so stupid. I have one too. Like, oh. <laughs> that wasn't even a bit too. Like, I genuinely don't even know anymore. Like, I have. It's no. ridiculous. Mm. I don't even know what day it is. Bro, what you got? <laughs> yes. Um, I have been playing. You guessed it. Kirby on the Forgotten Land. Wow. I, so I, I completely finished it now. Well, not completely finished it. I have not 100% of the game. So it is something that I am contemplating because I was enjoying it a lot. Um, but I finally beat the the boss rush thing that I was talking about last week. And I beat the final boss. And holy heck, <laughs> that was that was surprisingly hard. It was surprisingly challenging. And there was like a lot of um, phases for this boss that it just just kept going. Just wow. kept going, and <laughs> I finally beat it. Um, so I was surprised by by that, and and that's a that's a usually a Kirby thing where the final boss is like super crazy and weird, and you're not expecting it in this cutesy world. But I guess you do come to expect it if you play a lot of Kirby games. But um, yeah, it was really cool. I enjoyed that a lot, and that's it. That's all I've been playing this week. I'm going to try and go back to Ace Attorney and Spiritfarer from like two years ago but i never finished that but i, I really enjoy my time with spirit fair so i'm hoping to complete that game along with ace attorney pretty soon okay? i would love it if no more games released for us the rest of the year we just like got to work <laughs> so, on our backlogs i would so love so much there there's so much there oh god and don't don't shake your head yeah in agreement like you want to play starfield we just talked about this <laughs> a ago. yes but my backlog is gigantic yeah okay uh, I've been playing, like I said earlier, Pavlov VR. It is freaking... The reload animations alone make that game, like, so much fun. Um, it is, like, realistic reloading. So, you know, if you got a, a revolver, you got to, you know, get the barrel out, dump m- dump the, the bullets out, the casings, put in new casings, do that. There are different ways you can reload the, the, the sawed-off shotgun, right? The different way you can close it. You can close it, like, clean, right? Or you can risk, you know, just go, doing the snap... If you mess, I messed up the snap and my, my casings fell out and I couldn't shoot someone, so I died. And it's it's been crazy, dude. Like, they, uh, again, this is through Steam, so they have, like, Steam Workshop. So I'm, like, yesterday I was playing uh, One in the Chamber from, from Black Ops, but on a Minecraft map. Um, there are tons of, like, Zombies games. I downloaded the Modern Warfare, uh, Modern Warfare map so I can play on Vacant. And all these game modes, like TDM, uh, Search and Destroy, they've got Battlefield game modes. Like, you know, it's Push instead of Rush. Oh. on these huge maps with like more players uh ttt terrible terrorist terrorist town it's it's been it's been fun dude uh, and i've got i'm getting more friends to play uh, play with me so hooking up my oculus to my pc has been the best thing i've, I've ever done it's amazing man it's, it's so good. yeah it's so freaking good and I, I bought a new game just a few hours ago uh a new game just released today stanley parable deluxe edition so i've never played stanley parable very excited mm-hmm. to check that out and then picking up uh, Switch Sports. Walmart uh, delayed my order. Why did I order from Walmart, you're asking? Because it came with a hydro flask. So I'll be receiving oh. that. <laughs> nice. Stay hydrated. Nice. Yes, thank you. Gage. Oh, sorry, Ro. No, it's okay. Never mind. <laughs> I was going to ask if Christian had played a Ring Fit Adventure. No, should I? No, just Everyone curious. Talks about it. Yeah, yeah. I was I, that's yeah that's why i wanted to know because everybody talks about it mm-hmm. yeah but yeah sorry fun. is it actually my turn okay i didn't know i didn't know whose turn okay i thought i interrupted Ro. i thought it was Ro's turn but i see that he was just adding a comment um 
what was I? What am I? I have not been playing a whole lot of anything. I think the most I had to pick something. It's I think I played Halo Infinite with Dan on the weekend. Maybe that did that happen? I, I <laughs> think it did. Yeah, yeah, it did. All right, full disclosure, podcast gang and the people watching. I ha- I am running on maybe six hours sleep the past three nights. I don't know why. I've been Funny. extremely restless. I've been barely hanging in there. Six hours six total? Night, six hours total of three nights. Oh, oh I'm sorry. I misunderstood. Yes. No, no, no. Not six hours a night. That's 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 <laughs> beautiful. Easy. That's yeah. easy. No, no, no. <laughs> six hours total. One, two fully sleepless. No, one fully sleepless night and then another one three hours. Another three. Anyways, I'm delirious. I'm ha- barely hanging in there. I think I played Halo with Dan this weekend. If I didn't, I haven't played anything. If I did, I played Halo with Dan, and it was probably infuriating because I'm super rusty, and I put that game down for like a month and a half, no, and I haven't played it at all. You're forgetting, Gage. You said that Halo Infinite's the greatest game of all time. You're just, your mind's foggy still. That's, yeah, definitely that's the thing. You <laughs> sure you don't mean Splitgate? Oh, no. Oh, there you go again. I should oh. play that game again. I get that's a cool game. Christian Gage wrote "Pain" in the doc, by the way, and not to be mistaken with uh, the PS3 2007 game <laughs> by the same name, "Pain," which is like a game where you launch yourself into various maps, uh, trying to cause the most damage as possible to to rack up your your score points, just like in Burnout. Um, and I had it. Yes, I did have it. Is you guys remember Kitten Cannon? No. Wait. Yeah. The the like Flash game. The Flash game, yeah, the browser yeah. game. Yeah, yeah right that, that's what, what you just described. That's what that sounded like to me. Yeah, not too similar. Anyway, Gage, let's hurry up and end this show. So let's move on over into Tots. We are, of course, <laughs> looking at the future of Ubisoft. There's a lot here. I've got two news items and then just uh, some kind of speculation discussion questions for us. And we can mix and match and throw in whatever is necessary whenever. So, However, let's just start with the first news story. From Kotaku, a private equity, uh, sorry, private equities are eyeing Ubisoft as the next big gaming acquisition. Bloomberg is reporting that Blackstone and KKR and Co., the two biggest private equity firms in the world, have been studying the French business and have preliminary takeover interest in Ubisoft. With that, the company hasn't yet entered in uh, into any serious negotiations with potential acquirers. So, is this actually going to happen? Well, let's find out. If someone did want to buy Ubisoft, they would potentially be getting it at a huge discount. The stock was over $110 a share in July 2018. Now it's at $41, so a substantial drop um, for over 100%, right? Is that how that works? Did I do? Yeah. More than half. More than half. But they would still need to go through the, uh, the Guimont family, which is currently estimated uh, to own 15% of the just under $5 billion market cap business. Will the Guimont family sell? Well, again, let's find out. CEO Yves Guimont famously fended off a hostile takeover attempt by French media conglomerate Vivendi after securing funding from Tencent and others in 2018. But some sources currently and formerly within the company now believe the 35-year video game industry veteran might be looking for an exit strategy. Uh, some some more mentioned factors here on you know speculation as to whether or not they will sell. Uh, or whether or not a Guillemot, the Guillemot family is looking to get out, out of Ubisoft. Some factors include ongoing workplace controversy. Not very controversial, in my opinion. What's going on over there? Uh, senior devs leaving. 
uh, and then big projects uh, struggling to find footing. And that leads me into like kind of these first two discussion questions, which I wrote. Um, what does a takeover look like? And will a Guimont exodus change company culture? The answer is, is yes, immediately yes. That would totally change. Uh, why? We'll, we'll get into in a second. But if this uh, takeover does actually happen, or, you know, right, uh, do you think it'll be enough to win back public trust after numerous work complaints as well as a, uh, the court's backlash? What will the future of Ubisoft look like? What will this reshaping look like? And we can, we can go anywhere here. Hopefully some different type of games. <laughs> I don't, I don't, <laughs> like, it seems like recent years uh, in particular, a lot of their, as we've talked about many times before, a lot of their games follow a very simil- similar formula, like open world, capture these towers, and you know, once you capture these towers, you have waypoints on your map that populate, and then you go to those waypoints and do these things, and that's it. That's the game. So mm. I, I definitely would like to see, you know, more creativity and more unique games coming from Ubisoft again. And hopefully uh, a buyout would bring someone else at the forefront uh, that would kind of lead the, I guess, developers to say, hey, you guys do what you want to do. Let's just see some creative stuff going on. I don't know. Okay, so I have a question for you because we had to think about this as like business people taking over this company. True. There are still plenty of projects in the pipeline at, at some of these studios, right? Like, you know, some of the stuff is in pre-production or some of the stuff is, like, in early production, right? Like, these games are happening. And canceling all of them altogether, like, that wouldn't work, right? Mm-hmm. And, and although I don't think you'd agree, agree with you. that's not what you're saying either, but... No. Yeah, I wouldn't cancel. Oh, will, you let some of, will you let some of these, like, go through the pipeline that are, like, seemingly going to make you some money and then just start introducing other stuff <sighs> as, like, amending that or... Yeah, I, I I think it's something they're going to have to look at on a case-by-case basis, too, because, like, there's some games that I feel like they could go in and say, like, yeah, let's cancel these games because they're just not looking good right now. Skull and Bones. Yeah, like, maybe that <laughs> game. Uh, wait, wait, which game? Skull and Bones. Oh, yeah, okay. I mean, it's not like we have any insider information or anything, but uh, I, I would maybe uh, th- look at some games and say, hey, this doesn't look the greatest. Let's maybe, you know, take our loss on that and, and focus on things that people really want, like Splinter Cell. Now, mm. please. And Splinter Cell was recently announced, right? There there yeah. will be a new Splinter Cell game coming, but, you know, as we talked about, like, it may seem like they announced it like, way too early because of backlash and that they don't actually have anything, like, substantial to actually back up any kind of production for, on that, so... Like, how do they win back public tr- uh, trust? Is is I, I just have to agree with Dan here. Is just make games that people are okay with playing and like enjoy playing, and that aren't doing these weird things like uh, NFT courts and not making the same game over and over and not copying your competition to a T. That you're just releasing the same ga- game, but worse. It's just like like hyperscape. Like that would that's like why did you make that and why did you abandon it so soon after release? Like they make some really weird. <laughs> decisions and i think we i mentioned it last week or a couple weeks before where they have these awesome franchises in their in their repertoire like splinter show like you just mentioned uh dan rayman rayman yes they yeah. got rayman they've got child of light which i they're never going to touch that again but they I, but my point with child of light is that they do have those creative people at the company to make those awesome ideas but they're just making battle royales or another open world shooter that 
they just plaster Tom Clancy's name or just like a, a, something that already exists, but they make it open world and somehow boring than whatever it was before they slapped it into the open world format. So I'm not saying that open world can't be fun because we're, our first topic, our first uh, top thing for our new introduction or new uh, section that we made up is our favorite open world game. So we, we have some fun open world games that we enjoy playing, but the ones that Ubisoft seem to make are just very by, by the numbers, not exciting uh, in the past couple of years. But I look at pe- companies like Capcom where they were like, not doing so hot for a couple of years and they turned it around and just made some awesome games in the last couple of years. And I'm sure Ubisoft can do that if they just steer themselves in the right direction and don't, I feel like they think they're playing into the industry trends, but they're just, I don't know. I don't know what yeah. they're doing over there. They're, they're just not uh, picking up the right hats and they're just, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's upsetting because they have a lot of cool stuff over there. And I, I'm sure they have talented people working there. It's just that they're just picking up the wrong projects, it seems. Bro, if I, if I said, you remember X Defiant? Do you remember yeah. what that game was? Okay, you remember? I mean, I, I, I think I could guess, but it's a, it's, a, uh, it's a shooter. It's like a first-person Battle Royale shooter, right? Maybe it's not a Battle Royale. It's not a Battle Royale. It's like a Call of Duty. Like okay. Mm-hmm. Yes, I do remember yeah. that. Yeah. I hope I wished I didn't remember that. <laughs> oh, I I played it. Under oh. NDA. I don't give a fuck though anymore. Oh, oh my no. god. You can't do I, this. No. Don't come guys. Take the mic NDA. from him. It's bad. It's extremely bad. He's joking. He's joking, joking. He loved it. He didn't play it. <laughs> blacklist me. Blacklist me, Ubisoft. Please keep me from playing your games. Somebody's got to. His name. I uninstalled Valhalla, by the way. I uninstalled Valhalla. I played it for. I was going to bring it up last week, but I forgot. I uninstalled. I was trying to find something, and the. I was like, this map design sucks. I can't find what I want. I was like, fuck it. I'll just go to another thing. Oh, yeah, there's 8 million other things. Fuck it. I'm done with this. And I uninstalled it. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'm over it. Amazing. I like Valhalla. Oh. I, I, I will say, there are a lot of open world Ubisoft games that I did enjoy. Like, I like The Division. I don't think that's as widely praised. I liked it, but I don't think everybody liked it. I, I like liked watching The Division. Yeah, it was to, good. I liked no, to Watch the contrary, Dogs I think The Division is, is one of its is one of the better one of the better ones because it was an innovation it had snowdrop engine it had its own stuff but yeah that's true i like watchdogs too but that's that's mainly because of the characters Mm -hmm. like i don't know they have something but they just never they don't they very rarely lean into that something if you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. it's very rare that they hit the mark for me they go halfway very rarely do they lean into that yeah you know what I, i would do if i were in charge of ubisoft I said it like two weeks ago. I'll say it again. Bring back the 2008 reimagining of Prince of Persia. That game was good, supposed to be getting a sequel. Bring that back. That was good. Stuff. I don't know what you do with the Prince of Persia remake. That just like said it's. Oh no! I think they said it was um, pushed until winter of 2023, right? Or no, it was supposed to be 2022, and we just haven't heard anything since. I don't even know anymore. <laughs> I don't even know anymore. <laughs> Speaking of weird games, though, a, U- a new <laughs> Ubisoft game was unveiled yesterday, I think, uh, codenamed Project Q. The game is in early development and is undergoing testing. It is not a battle royale, 
uh, but it will feature a variety of PvP modes with one single goal in mind: fun. Um, I hope so. That is that is that is hilarious marketing to me. That you have like you have to say no. We promise the game we're making is is supposed to be fun. Like I don't I don't understand. Like if at the, at, we're at the point where like Ubisoft has to announce that their game is gonna be fun and not let it speak for itself. That's just that, I'm just is funny. I'm sorry. Uh, additionally, there are currently no plans to uh, add NFT to the game. Hopefully, it remains that way. Uh, and if you are curious to play Project Q and maybe don't want to break NDA, you can register now for upcoming testing. Um, yeah. Anything excited for Project Q? What? How am I supposed to be excited, Christian? I got a logo, and it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. <laughs> I need to know more. I need to know more. I mean, oh, man. This is the thing about Ubisoft for me. They just keep announcing project after project that, like, who wants this? <laughs> I don't even know if I don't want it yet because there's yeah. so little information. So <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like, I'm... maybe I do, but Dude, I don't know. <laughs> it's like, just, they're just like, you know, when people like throw stuff at the wall and see if it sticks. Like, this is what Ubisoft feels like they're doing right now. Outside of like their temple, like Far Cry, uh, Assassin's Creed games, like, which seemed like they are, you know, letting those games breathe by taking more time in development. The other stuff is just like, oh, hope this, hope this one works. <laughs> I don't know. The art style looks cool in this uh, little screenshot, or not screenshot, but uh, concept art we got. But uh, other than that, yeah, what do we have to look forward to here? <laughs> this, this, the art style reminds me of a, a recent battle royale that was announced. I don't know if it's, it was like a wrestling. Battle Royale. It had a really oh. cutesy, cartoony art style like this too. I don't know if it ever came out though. I'll see if I could find the name of it while we're talking. But yeah, I don't they know. They had like a trial thing, like a demo as part of like E3 week or something. Remember Games so. Week something, and then yeah, I know what you're talking oh, about. Oh, I think I, I think I might have found it. Rumble verse, is that it? Yes. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yes, this is what I'm thinking of. Yeah, and it, it looks like it did come out. I think. I want everyone to wager bets while Ro uh, looks this up. Does Project Q last longer than Hyperscape, yes or no? No. no. Wait. <laughs> oh. In terms, are you saying in terms of the game being like out or something? Yes. Sub oh, okay. I might say yes to that, well, but I don't know. But no in terms mm -hmm. of like it won't be well, like it won't be popular, if that makes sense. I'll say no for both. I don't think it'll be supported longer than Hyperscape. Hmm. I I don't know. Like, how do you get? How do you? How are you worse than Hyperscape? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if anybody is able to do it, it's stuffed, I guess, at this point. So, because wasn't? Am I wrong? Or wasn't Hyperscape announced as like a weird, like technical test type game? It wasn't even like announced as like a fully fledged game. Am I right in that? It was like integrated into Twitch, like a lot, like streaming stuff. Like if you watched a streamer play, you could drop items into the actual game, which I thought that that was a cool That's idea. Interesting. Yeah. Um, but then it was like I think it stayed in beta and it never got its full release. I don't think. Gotcha. I could be wrong on that, but yeah. Is there anything anything else you would want to see uh, from Ubisoft? Of course, we've talked about like. Taking a look at the portfolio of current projects and seeing that, and seeing what what other games we want to come, but I think a big one for me is is changing just the work culture. I think more importantly than any of the games to me is like 
maintaining um, quality talent at all your studios and like getting rid of toxic work workplace culture altogether. And that I think will then inform these kinds of like great games that we want to see from them. Then of course, like, you know, the upper heads uh, like in charge of what games they think are, are going to make, make them the most money. And of course we see them like the complete opposite. So yeah, again, just the big one for me is, is culture. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think I think once you start there, I think the good games hopefully follow suit because you'll have good people leading the creative people, and hopefully that le- ends up in with a good product at the end of the day. Um, yeah, I, I would agree with that. I think my what I want besides a good work culture for those people are, are just interesting games and not games that are uh, copy and pasted over over years and years. Mm-hmm. I feel like Assassin's Creed like changed but i don't know if people are okay with that change anymore i feel like people are wanting the old assassin's creed back is if if, is that a a weird dude thing to say when i go on tiktok and people uh, like every now and then i'll get videos on either on tiktok or on twitter of like assassin's creed parkour comparisons uh and everyone in the comments is always talking about i think it's unity is the one in in france Mm -hmm. yes Mm-hmm. Everyone is always talking about how they like they kind of miss Unity because it was like they made one of the best parkour systems ever in the in the in the franchise and then just like abandoned it. And... Yeah, that's, that, that's it's what... funny that you it's funny that yeah. you bring that up because when I was playing Valhalla, I was like, I, you don't need to parkour ever, except for when you're getting unlocking a viewpoint, which ironically again is another staple of every Ubisoft game. Climb up to the viewpoint, you unlock the map. You do not that game. You you could remove parkour from Valhalla. And it would not fundamentally change the game at all, even a little bit. Like, it's so funny how mm-hmm. the core staples of the franchise are now just kind of like add-ons and they're just kept there because, well, it's Assassin's Creed. You have to be able to climb a shack really quick. Sorry to cut yeah. you off, bro. Go ahead. No, the, all that just to say that I don't think everything needs to be that open-world f- format. I mean, I guess the old Assassin's Creed games were open-world yeah. games. But I don't know. It, it, just, it just seems that they're losing what made those games in the past special to make them even more like everything else that they're making instead of keeping what Assassin's Creed, keeping what was special about Assassin's Creed special and then making something else that can fit that mold and, but better and just not putting it in everything that they're making. But yeah. And to your credit, Christian engaged like uh, talking about the parkour in particular of Assassin's Creed, like, the parkour in Valhalla, like getting down from things I've noticed is very frustrating in oh. Valhalla. <laughs> and like in Unity, it was great because they had specific buttons where you would go, you know, oh, right. decline or ascend. Yes. And uh, Valhalla's like climbing for like mountains and stuff is awesome. I love that system. I would love it if they did like, you know, a comb- combination of the two. Like, can we get Unity's like structure of how the up and down works in terms of how you climb up and down and still have like the newer elements of Valhalla where you can climb literally anything like mountains and stuff like that's super cool. I love that's my, that's probably my favorite part of Valhalla is just climbing random mountains in the middle of nowhere. It's, it's just really fun to do that. But also I was cheating, and I looked ahead at your next thing, or your last thing, Christian, talking about the upcoming UB games. Assassin's Creed VR 
would be a perfect fit. Like I would be super like interested. Would you play? I w- when we play VR, every time yes. you're up high, like we're up like six it's feet gonna and you a leap screaming. Of faith, no, it is gonna make you I ain't, I'm not doing a leap of faith. That's not happening. I promise I'm, you it's in the tutorial. I promise you it's yeah. in the tutorial. I'm closing my eyes <laughs> if that happens. But that would be super cool because like, obviously Christian, we've played together, you know, rock climbing stuff and like that would be perfectly yeah. suited for that. that. That would be really cool. Yeah. I mean, I threw that in as reference uh, as well, but like, I think what would excite me as well, just to kind of close that conversation, just we, we talked at length about how like open world fatigue only in Ubisoft is a thing. Um, I would just like more unique experiences like Assassin's Creed VR, but like more linear experiences, right? Like I know we're getting Splinter Cell back, like get like a really like here are the levels for Splinter Cell. Here's like a very cool narrative, like a tight experience. that doesn't need to be like my life for a hundred hours. And like having those experiences as well as, you know, you can still keep Assassin's Creed and, and Far Cry open world. You can still have those, but having having some variety yeah. that, again, isn't trend, trend following, um, right. which go a long way. I, I want to touch on something that Rashan said, too, because you were you know, criticizing the newest Assassin's Creed games, and you're like, oh, well, I, but I guess the old ones are open world, too. But it's like Ubisoft doesn't even have a variety in its open world because many people forget, again, because we're so used to the new formula, but... The old Assassin's Creed games used to emphasize and utilize the open world way more. You would build up your research, find out where the target was, and the target would be in this open fort, this open sandbox. And I remember in the trailers and and just playing the games, because I played played the old ones, especially Assassin's Creed 3. I love that game. Um, You would sit there and you would study the pattern and you'd watch him walk around with his guards and you'd be like, oh, he's like it made sense to be an open world game. Whereas now the new Assassin's Creed games is very much like, here's an open world. You can go and do anything like side story wise. But as soon as the main story comes as a set piece, it's taking you to this exact location and you're fighting a giant mythical wolf or some stupid nonsense. So it's like even their open world games have become more closed and like claustrophobic. So it's not even so much of like, oh, make everything linear now because we don't like this. It's like, well, no, we'll go back to true yeah. open world, right? It's a lot. It's similar to the complaints that a lot of people have with Rockstar and its ga- its game design philosophy, right? Like, um, of how it can, you know, ride to this location and you get there and it's like, okay, cool, the mission started. Now we're gonna ride to where we want you to to for the mission to take place, and the mission starts, and then it'll give you like extra ex- instructions, and it's like if you don't do exactly what this instruction says. Mission failed, start over, try again, right? And it's like, well, this is an open world game. So I think even even in the games that Ubisoft has, in the franchises and the IPs where they need to stay open world, it's like, that's fine, but just, you know, have some fluidity and, and sort of, mm. and bring that back where it's like, yeah, Assassin's Creed is, you're an assassin. You should be, it should be medieval hitman. You're, you're literally trying to assassinate somebody. Here's the target. Here's where he is. Here's the challenge. Figure it out. As opposed to grind wow. and get to this gear level. I mean, you made me realize how, like, how Hitman has become a better Assassin's Creed game than Assassin's Creed. Because they're embracing, and uh, shout out to IO, Hitman has had a resurgence because they've gone back and been like, hmm, what made this game great? Let's double down on that. If Hitman was a Ubisoft, you know 100% there'd be a gear <laughs> score and, oh, you gotta have a level 3 silver baller to do... Like, it's just, yeah. No, Hitman, <laughs> Hitman did it absolutely right, and 
that is what Assassin's Creed should be. But instead of you know walking around slowly, methodically, you're scaling buildings and like yeah, yeah. I would love to see Assassin's Creed have a have a nice resurgence again with that classic game. It used to be. Also, um, we were mentioning before about all their stuff like Child of Light, Valiant Hearts. Like, like I, I, there's so many games that Ubisoft did that were so unique, and this that same company does not exist anymore. It's just so heartbreaking. Yeah, and you Very were looking, heartbreaking. You were looking for more linear stuff. Gage, Ghost Recon, linear. Do a linear one. What do you mean the new one? No, no, no. Ghost Recon I'm, I'm saying again. yes. Make oh it like yeah, the absolutely. Classic ones. Yep. Absolutely. Advanced Warfighter Two. That's the best one they ever made, man. Just let us know what you want out of the future of Ubisoft, and let us know if you think Ubisoft will be Ubisold <laughs> in 2022. But until next time, thank you to, again to everyone joining us live over on YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter, as well as podcast services everywhere, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and Stitcher. Thank you, Ro. Thank you, me. Thank you, Gage. And of course, big thank you to Daniel Emanuel. This has been Podcast PXN, and we are out. Much love, and keep on gaming. See ya. Bill? <laughs> I don't have anything funny to say. <laughs> <laughs>